Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 91 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we're recapping the Turner Trot 5K that was held this past weekend. We'll also discuss the Manti Teo documentary on Netflix, and I'll share a catfishing story of my own, all coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. I have lost my most loyal listener. Are you referring to me? I am. Oh my God. Yeah, I ha- like the last probably six or seven episodes I haven't listened. Ever since you started giving me crap and trying to talk shit that I'm only listening to episodes that I'm on, I just stopped listening to all of them. Okay, but have you listened to the episode with Liz? No, I Kara? haven't. I told you I haven't listened to the last seven Kita? episodes. You listened to Kara, and that was the last one. I listened to that Kara. That might have set you off. I listened to Kara on the bus when we were oh, going yeah. from the airport to the hotel in, really in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I listened to Kita's first one. Hasn't she been on twice? No. What? I thought she'd been on twice. No. Oh, maybe not. Maybe you just maybe know that's her a story. Long it's been on. I know her story, yeah. Okay, well, how do we get you back? Because this might uh, unlock. I got to go back. I got ten episodes to catch up on. The mystery of people maybe falling off. Well, you're not going to San Fran, so maybe I'll binge listen in San Fran. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that our listeners are staying with us. I get a lot of messages of people that just find the podcast and they go back and and start from. Someone recently just said they started from the lockout and they're coming forward. Some people go all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Which is dedication. That's 91. That's a lot of episodes. episodes. That's probably roughly what? 75 hours, 70 plus hours. Cause about 45 minutes. Sometimes they're an hour. Well, Trish and Emmy said they listen to us every time they drive up from San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Got to get Trish on the podcast. Trish. I know you're listening. (laughs) The seat is warm. The microphone's on and you're more than welcome to come sit in. Cause Court's tired of me being her co-host, so. No, I like it. I like having guests because it pushes me out of the comfort zone and also just bringing other perspectives on here. I love having fellow baseball wives on here because I think yeah. everyone has their own unique story and I think it. a lot of times they get lost mm-hmm. in this and just other inspiring people that I come across. I want to start to aim big and get bigger names, but I mean, I have obviously my guests are celebrities well, in their yeah. own right but no offense to the guests that we've already had on here you no guys are all big names i just want to keep getting yeah. bigger and push better. the envelope yeah absolutely what's the worst they can say no i know it it's matter. true it's very true well let's get into our big fundraiser that we just held the turner trot 5k went off without a hitch this wow. past sunday Although it was a scorcher. It was so hot. There's always something I, yeah. I think with events that comes up and you just have to feel like it's that way with weddings too. And you just kind of have to work around it and roll with it. There was a point where I had maybe a three minute period where I thought, are we being reckless by not canceling this? Because and then of the, because of the heat, because of the temps, it was saying, yeah. well, I was looking at weather. So our weather in the Valley is obviously warmer. And so I would put in Dodger stadium and the location of the dream center. And it was saying it was a couple degrees cooler. We are starting early. Thankfully, since we are using the Dodgers parking lots, yeah. everything needed to be out sooner. Yeah. So we did the early start. So that helped. And 
it was kind of, we offered people to switch into virtual if they were uncomfortable with the heat. So we just pushed through and had such an incredible turnout. It was beyond our wildest dreams, how it went and everything. You always, when you're coordinating an event, you wait for someone to come over and kind of whisper in your ear. Like, like something happened. The water didn't arrive or this yeah. person's here or this is happening. And that never really never happened, Yeah, which is great. And it's hard for me because as you all know, with the golf tournament, I want to golf so badly, but I have such a, I'm a control freak with how things go. I just don't think I could go out there and golf and not be in event coordinator mode and making sure everything's right. So with the 5k, I decided to do the 5k, which is wild for me because I had to trust not doing the 5k, just not being at the finisher festival. Yeah. I had yeah. to trust that the finisher festival was going to start before I got there Yeah, because I was definitely not going to be the first person that crossed the finish line, which by the way, someone crossed the finish line in 15 minutes. So shout out to them. Yeah. Um, I think he was in sixth grade or something. He was very no, young. No. He was older. Yeah, it was a it was a young man. He was young. It was a it was a younger man. But I should he have was his fine. name so uh, I could shout him out. We started the race, and as soon as all the runners took off, I think what do we have like twelve hundred in person? Yeah, twelve hundred runners took off, uh, jumped in the truck, and drove kind of back roads to the finish line because some of the streets were closed. And by the time I got there, we were, I had two photographers with us, uh, Josue, who does the social media. And then, um, um, Brian Kramer, Brian was, was there and someone turned the corner <laughs> in the race and Get they, out of the truck. they literally jumped out of the truck while we were still moving. We hadn't even parked yet because they're like, Oh shit, there's someone finishing already. I know. So like this guy ran 3.1 miles and finished it before we drove it. That's wild. Yeah. Well, you took a direct route. I did. Still. And he went further. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's wild. Yeah. And I, I wanted to jump out of the truck and like cross the finish line and say I did it first, which I did. And they there was a bunch of photos, but I can't even say that I finished the race first because this guy, <laughs> we need to find out what his name is. Yeah. This guy absolutely torched the course and yeah. beat us there. So we did it as a fun run this year just because it was the yeah. first one and there's a lot of costs associated with uh, timing chips yeah. and having a clock at the finish line. And I didn't really know what the response was going to be. I think obviously it's that thing of bigger and better next year and, you know, opting for that. But this year was, there were no place, you know, it wasn't, we had, you know, first in the women's division or first in this age group. We didn't have any of that. It was kind of set your watch or set yeah. your Apple watch or whatever, and kind of just do your own time and just do it for the fun of it. But I would have loved to see a lot of the finishing time. Yeah, that's probably the question I got the most was, oh, you know, what time did court run it in? Or who was the fastest? Or, yeah. You know, who won the, who won the 5K? Next and, year, for sure. Yeah. I will be happy to cover those costs yeah. and, and do that and add that option. But you just never know. And that was the cool part is obviously we did it virtual the first year. So it's technically our second one. But our first in person and other than bingo which was such a it was a big event for us to do that with mlb and all-star game but this was our first real big in-season fundraiser yeah we've really never dipped our toes in that pond of doing something while you're playing so it was just 
a really, really cool response. It worked out that with the schedule that you were in town, because I know the Dodgers run is when you guys are on the road. So we always miss that one. But really, really, really cool. Just a cool feeling to be a part of it and going down sunset. I did kind of a trot, like a run walk because I wanted to soak it up. And just when we turn that corner out of Dodger Stadium, after running down the hill, the sun is still coming out. It's just perfect. And just looking down sunset and seeing this massive group of people running and people wearing their Turner jerseys and their JTF hats and their, I saw some Mooney hats out there and just such a cool feeling. And that moment of driving into the stadium and thinking everyone woke up at the time they did today and came here in support of the foundation is a really crazy, cool Mm -hmm. feeling driving into the lot and seeing everyone getting out there and stretching and getting ready, thinking they're all here for this cause yeah. is, is was probably the coolest part of everything. And so many people saying this is their first ever yeah. run of anything. Like I think the Holding Court podcast has inspired a lot of people to try running. Yeah. That was not my intention because I feel like I share the good, the bad, and the ugly of my running journey. But it is cool. And I think a 5K is such a perfect distance yeah. where you run a 5K I'll be doing the Santa Monica Classic this weekend. And it's enough of a distance to feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's a good, that's a good workout. And then you can move to 10Ks if you want or stay in the 5K world. That's perfect. It's short enough for if you're a walker and you don't feel super confident about your speed, you can walk the three miles and you're with a whole, I mean, we had a whole mess of walkers. I was out there too with them and so you don't have to worry oh i'm gonna be behind there's gonna be plenty of people out there exactly right there with you so it's just cool if people want to kick start a little fitness journey it's a good goal i think there's honestly a program online i've mentioned it before couch to 5k mm-hmm. and it's just uh i think it's i don't know if it's six six weeks eight weeks it's short but it gives you basically it's the people that are truly on their couch and do not do anything and how to get yourself prepped and ready to do a 5k and there's i feel like every weekend there's a 5k you can look it up in la or whatever city you're in and find one so and i'll say this i i think and by no means am i a 5k expert i think i've done two or three maybe in my life actual races but uh for those people that this was their first one it was probably one of the tougher ones i think with the weather and how hot it was and then the three like big hills on this course uh, probably oh yeah, made it one of the tougher 5k courses. I mean, that last, <clears throat> that last hill well, was, was rough. Yeah. And right out of the starting line, you know, you have to go up the hill in Dodger stadium, um, to the top of the park Yeah, and then you go back down the hill, but then you have to go up again on Vin Scully to get back down. So there's two big hills like right away in the first, you know, mile and change. And then the very last, leg of it is up the hill to get to the dream center. So I, th- I think it's probably one of the tougher 5k courses. No, totally. I was starting it and I started a little late cause I was, I don't know, hanging out at the starting line. And then I started to power walk it and it was going up that first hill. And I ran into some of the Dodger wives mm-hmm. and they're they just were yelling, Courtney, you're not running this. I said, I will run the downhill out of Dodger <laughs> stadium and down sunset. But yeah, that last, Hill and thankfully our race starter who 
generously donated his time and incredible energy at 7 a.m. Dion. Dion, yeah, Dion Jackson was out there. He actually biked from the starting line once he kicked everyone off and then was waiting at that final hill, just clapping, cheering yep. everyone on, saying, you're almost there. There's just one more turn. And that gives you that push. Because yeah. obviously you do marathons and all that. And there's a big spectator. You do the, what's the Rose Bowl half? And there's a big long row of spectators yeah. leading into that tunnel going mm -hmm. on the field. But obviously we didn't have a big, there's not a lot of parking in that area. And yeah. so we didn't have the option really for spectators to come. And so having him there was really cool. And then Ezra Weiss, my fellow ambassador, the, Amer the marathon and good friend was our finish line host. So you just He's heard him too. on the mic yeah. cheering everyone on. So just such good energy. I do want to take a second to just thank and acknowledge our sponsors. Oh yeah. Obviously so people signing up and donating money and our fundraisers were incredible. I will for the next episode, hopefully have our fundraisers to announce of all the prizes. But is that closed out yet? Or did we keep it open for a couple? We days? kept it open for a few days. If okay. you want to go on and donate and find one of the teams that's on there, you can. The Dodgers were incredible. Yes. Sponsors and Always. support from staff and us using their parking lots and allowing us to set up the starting line right there it that is huge because we originally my idea was okay dream center and then a, an out and around and back in and then we had the moment of oh parking duh there's not a lot of parking over there and they really stepped up and we worked out a day and they were just huge in letting that happen uh jim beam was another sponsor that's their second year as a sponsor Oh yeah, they had a whole big setup at the finisher festival too. Yeah. That was cool. Everyone was so pumped with the what's it called? Um Plinko. 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 Yeah, the Plinko thing and you drop that's a picture. You drop like a, a Jim Beam coaster and it goes through yeah. it and then it lands you on win your like prize. A, a koozie or a hat or a shirt. Like a, there was like a line for that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Gatorade stepped up, Adidas as always, a awesome partner to the foundation. Sweet James accident attorneys was one of our big sponsors, Honey Stinger, and then our buddy Irv Bauman yeah. stepped up with a huge donation and just such a generous heart there. So Golden Road. Yeah. Golden Road Brewing. Golden Road Brewing was also massive for this. And then so many other product donors and smaller sponsors that set up at our Finnish Festival. I think we had close to 30 booths at the Finisher Festival, which uh -huh. it sucks that it was so hot because... But people did stay and yeah. they really, really enjoyed it. And I had a blast. I didn't even really get, I was trying to go around to everyone and we had CHLA out there. We had wags and walks out there with some rescue puppies. Oh, that, that was a hit too. Yes. Oh everyone my God. I love the pups. Just, you were waiting for me at the finish line with Theo, which yes. I found out is part of the Alvin and the Chipmunks litter. So yep. it's Alvin, Simon and Theodore. Yeah. I just saw that Simon got adopted and then they Simon said they got had. got adopted by, um. No, it was a oh. family on, that I saw on Instagram. Oh. I think another family that was there is working on Theodore and then Mr. And Mrs. The little wiener dog and the pug that were yep. rescued. They're 13 years old. I have to mention them. They were rescued from Mexico. Their owners passed away when they found them. They didn't know how long they were there, but they are the sweetest mm -hmm. duo. And I'm begging Justin to let me adopt them. But our schedule is just so crazy to think having four dogs. But if you know anyone that can take on these two senior dogs, I, my gauge of the puppies that were there was that this was such a hot event and it was so chaotic and so many people mm -hmm. passing them around and they were so calm and so sweet. And yeah. I don't think a lot of dogs would be able to do that. Yep. So if you know anyone or 
want to share that they're on wags and walks uh the rescue where we got rigby so court court actually volunteered to pay for your adoption fees too well their adoption fees right now i will but their adoption fees gooder who actually stepped up big and donated the glasses for a lot of our runners they're covering adoption fees for dogs that have been in the shelter for over 100 days right now oh gooder's covering that for all dogs all dogs that have been oh, in wow. there over a okay. hundred days and Mr. And Mrs. I, th- I want to say it's been nine months, nine months in there. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they were, weren't they fostered? Yeah. There's a lady that said she fostered them for the last nine months, yeah. which at that point know, I'd be like, right? just let me keep them. I wonder nine. if it's just her circumstance. She yeah, can't keep two, of but course, there's always something. Uh, yeah. So, but I will, if it, that, if that promotion expires, I'll cover that. I will do a massive gift basket for them and I will, I love them so much. They're so sweet. Yeah, so I'm really rooting for them. I know the senior dogs don't get a lot of attention, but uh, yeah, we're really, really proud of it. And we still have those final donations coming in, but happy and beyond elated to announce that we raised over $300,000 with the 5K, yeah. which is incredible. So thank you to everyone that supported, participated. I had so much fun meeting a lot of you at the packet pickup too. That oh, was yeah. really cool. People that came out the day before and got all their goods. So that was awesome. I think one of the cool things for me, and I've, I've said this several times, was having the race and, and the, having the finisher festival at the Dream Center. And I know we have a ton of people who support our foundation and have supported us for a long time. And we always talk about the Dream Center. But having this event where, you know, people got to actually come up. And I think a lot of people we're on campus for the first time yeah. and to see it in motion, it in motion. And, um, you know, it was, you know, pretty much shut down for the 5k. So you didn't get to see like what goes on on a daily basis, but they, I know they were offering tours and stuff at the facilities. So I think it was really special that we got to finish the race at the dream center and let everyone, um, you know, who supports us, kind of know where it is because it is a little bit of a hidden gem I, I tell the story all the time when I was first in LA and I'd drive by it and see it on the hill off of 101 and saw Dream Center I always thought it was like a a bed manufacturer or something or a sleep like, study or a sleep place, study yeah, place. It's an like old I didn't hospital. know what it was right and yeah until you go over there and you drive up the hill and you, and you see how uh how big it is and what's going on um I don't think you really appreciate it totally and shout out to them. They were huge receiving Caitlin at the dream center and Jake receiving all of our shipments of donations yeah. and everything to get ready for the 5k and Marilee there as well was stepped up Marilee big for us huge, yeah. and Kelly Bradley singing the national anthem. She crushed it. I say a seven twenty AM acapella anthem and it was beautiful. Oh, she so nailed it. hats off to her for nailed sure. It. And then Carla with the Dodgers, Kristen with the Dodgers, they were huge to help us get this off the ground and get everything in motion. So I have yeah. to there I could go on and on about everyone that steps up. It's just such a good feeling. Yeah, going back to the finisher that. festival when you said there's thirty activations, thirty booths, I think one of the highlights for me or one of the funny parts in this process was you know, we went through this company Boombox to help with the 5K and uh, the guy coordinating Robert, when we told him we had that many activations, I think he was like a little like shocked. Like, said, wait, did you ever doubt us? We always <laughs> do it so big. So <laughs> yeah, because he was like, oh, wait, you have how many? And we're like, I think it's 30. I and think he was like, expecting like five or six yeah. booths, little boots at yeah. the end. 
No, so. it was a party. Oh my gosh, we had severe. That DJing. was it. Was so funny because a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, I." Got to meet Justin and Courtney, and I got to meet DJ Severe, and I got to meet John Suhu. Oh, yeah. Suhu was the big draw <laughs> for everyone. And I mean, he's iconic. Like, Are you joking? Yeah. And CT came out and, and walked it with us, which was really cool. He didn't yeah. have to do that. With and, Mary. Yeah. I literally didn't tell any of my teammates. I didn't want them to come. Yeah. This is the first time I've thrown it out to the Y. Well, we haven't really done anything in season. Obviously, our golf tournament... And my marathon fundraiser, people are always donating and supporting that. But this was our first real, we don't have that yeah. in-season event or a gala or something like that. But him showing up and doing it, I think he played that night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we both, <laughs> you both did. played that we night, both did. which was awesome. And the heat and everything. Uh, and Mary's parents came out, shout out to yeah. them. And the wives showed up. Ellen Kershaw came out. Kelly Muncie came out. Andrew McDaniel, Brandon McDaniel's wife. Blair Gomes came out. Trisha Roberts. I want to say drove from their house in San Diego, yep. did the 5K, and then drove back. Yep. So that was huge. So just a good feeling when everyone shows up for you, for sure. Absolutely. We'll switch over to a not-so-good feeling, though. We recently, <laughs> in our little downtime that we've had, Cause I feel like I'm so behind on TV shows and everyone will say, Oh, have you watched this? Have you watched, there are so many shows out there now. It is overload. I miss when we really had like 60 channels and everyone watched the same show. It was yeah. like friends in Seinfeld and that was all you had to catch up on. Yeah. Now <laughs> it's like, Oh, have you seen this show? Oh no. It's What's that on? Peacock. Oh, Hulu? It's on oh, Amazon prime. Like, I and then you're like, Oh, I don't have that. I <laughs> oh, think we're HBO go. I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to go back to cable. It, I, don't we, I don't know. It's so it's like it, the whole point was to save money. And, and so you switched you to Hulu and it was four ninety nine a month. And then now it's Hulu live is 65 a month. And no. then Netflix. And then you have to have, we have to have what ESPN for the Derek Jeter documentary. Yep. And then ESPN plus now there's games on Peacock and Disney go and YouTube. Di yes. It's what wild. is the other one? Apple TV, Apple TV this it's year. It's just a lot of passwords and a yeah. lot of things to remember. And all our games are still blacked out in LA. Yeah. Through all that. Yeah, there's which is a, crazy. There's a whole mess, but gotta figure. We it found out. our way to watch the Manta Teo documentary, Oof. Untold: The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. On mm -hmm. it's on Netflix, so you don't have to go searching for it. Yep. Uh, I remember this story in real time. It happened in 2012. That was actually the first year you and I were together, and I felt pretty bad. So if you don't, if you haven't watched it yet, please watch it. It's only a two parter. I think it's what an hour each or something. Yeah, it's, it's an easy watch. It's very quick. quick. You'll want to just watch it back to back and knock it out. But story is of this football player who is from Hawaii and ended up playing at Notre Dame. And it was basically probably the most, it has to be the most famous example of catfishing ever. He was playing at Notre Dame and he, in his eyes, had a girlfriend uh, online. Well, it started just as a good friendship. Yes. Yeah. And then it became a relationship. It and was then, someone who needed help and someone who was going through tough times. And he saw himself as, you know, that shoulder, care, that, yeah, that yeah. shoulder, that caregiver that likes to help people. Yeah. But it was actually this fake online persona. Yep. was the person was Lene, I believe was the name. And it was all, so what happened is it came out that his grandmother had passed away and then his girlfriend had died in the same day. 
and it came out and it was this big thing. And he said he was dedicating his season to them. He ends up being what a Heisman, a Heisman nominee, nominee. I think yeah. who ended up winning it that year. Uh, why am I blanking on the name? Oh my gosh. Was it not Vince Young? No, no it, it was, was uh, oh my gosh, I can see his name. I can see his face. What's, oh my gosh. Anyways, not important. He ends up finishing second or whatever. And then it like comes out that crazy. he was, I, you're going to like lose your mind when you know who actually got it. What I can see his little face and it's driving me crazy. Johnny Menzel. Johnny. Gosh. Oh, there we go. Johnny In football. my mind, I was like Baker Mayfield. I was like, no, that's not what I want to say. But yeah, anyways, so. He finished I said second. Vince Young. That was like ten years before that. Yeah, I don't that was, know. I, that oh was not God. your best moment. Whoa. But so Whoa. I think at the time when this it came out that this girlfriend didn't exist. I remember this was when Twitter, this was the like the year I got like right when I got Twitter. So I feel like the internet was really it was already big, but it was tweets and information and all of these things were it was quick moving and I remember just thinking that he made this up and kind of like I don't know I feel bad but I, I'm sure we all made fun of him and people were doing the viral what was it Manti Teoing where you put your yeah, arm around an invisible yeah. person it was like Tebowing where you did the media the, really crushed him on this yes. without knowing what happened and I it's sad because we're here we are 10 years later and we're just now finding out his side. Yeah. And I understand. I mean, it caused him a great deal of distress and emotion, you know, emotional damage from this and PTSD from the situation. He said he would walk in a room and the place would just fall silent. And they'd all just think, Oh, there's the guy that made up having a girlfriend yep. for sympathy. And it really, I mean, you wonder what his career would have been if this didn't kind of take over for him. And he just said, playing at Notre Dame was so different. And then when this all happened and his whole life changed when he ended up getting drafted and he got drafted by San Diego. Yeah. It just, he couldn't get there and it just wasn't the same. And he, Anxiety. I think he played his last season two years ago, maybe. So he's, he's since retired from the NFL, but just crazy. Yeah. And I mean, again, I wish it came out before because we would have all had a different thought about it. And, and I think at the time you just think, Oh, he made this up to get sympathy and to get votes or to get whatever. And you're like, wow, what a loser. He did this. Well, that's the way now. the media painted it. Like, yeah. And obviously, obviously everyone ran with it. Obviously like not apologizing for him here or whatever, but I do feel bad for him. But I mean, there was some serious red flags that I think he missed. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, throughout this whole thing. I mean, the fact that, she never FaceTimed him, wouldn't answer the FaceTimes. She never saw her in person. I think for me, these are, the, this would be a red flag. But I think he, I think he was just incredibly naive. I imagine yeah. he was very football focused and never really 100%. had a girlfriend. So I think he also probably enjoyed having someone there for him, but also having that person at an arm's length. Yeah, where it's not messing with his focus, but he has someone at the end of a tough day that he can text and say, hey, I thought about you today, and they come back with something. Yeah. And then it is it is what it is. I, I just think I'm, he was very naive. I'm just trying to point out that there there were definitely red flags that he... Totally. ...that he missed, so I'm not trying to, like, overlook the... But he had people verify... That's true. Yes, but there were other things that... Oh, glaringly obvious things yeah, to a lot maybe, of people. Yeah, maybe... 
uh, outweighed the red flags. Or you don't want to believe. Maybe these things came up and he just didn't want it. You know, you don't want to think that someone would do that. Yeah, I guess my point is barring the red flags that are probably obvious to a lot of people, especially when you watch this documentary, you're going to say, oh my God, like how did he not know? Um, Like it's a good documentary and I feel, I feel bad for him and what he went through because he does seem like one of the most like genuine, nice, like caring guys that, that are out there. And, um, you know, the wild part is, you know, he wanted to go to USC this whole time and, (laughs) uh, actually, and, uh, I think it was, a was it a pastor that said you can go to USC and be the next great linebacker because they have such a long history of great linebackers, or you can go to Notre Dame and be the first, you know, Manti Teo, you can be the the greatest linebacker in Notre Dame history. And so he changed his mind and went to Notre Dame and wasn't even that happy there because it was so cold and the culture shock and culture change uh, was a big adjustment. And then all this stuff happened to him. And then, you know, he ends up getting drafted on the second day, not the first day, even though, you know, he was a Heisman candidate and just this whole like domino effect of things uh, is just crazy to me because of, essentially because of a decision to go be uh, his own individual linebacker and not fall in line with all the great linebackers of USC. And I just want to talk about USC because I know you hate them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate anyone. You also have to think of the time. I mean, obviously I'm not making excuses for the red flags being overlooked, but you have to think that this was 2012. Yeah. And and resources weren't. Now we all know Nev and Catfish on MTV and the show And so it's more on our radar. And I think, I don't know. I don't want to make, I I mean, it's just, it's sad all around. And it really sucks that the person that did this to him, at least personally, I didn't see any remorse or like a outright apology. And I think that was the messed up part. There was no, I'm sorry. I absolutely ruined the course of someone's life and caused them a lot of, damage and messed everything up and it was very self-centered excuses of oh i was going through my own thing so played victim yeah it was like they were the ones that got yes and so and i read an interview after the the documentary came out and manti teo just said i i've never received an apology and I didn't see one of the documentary. So I think that's disappointing. And this brought up a lot. For, I don't know if I've told this story before. I don't, I don't think, think I have. have. So I, this has to go, this goes back to 2009. So I might be part of the very first catfish. <laughs> I don't think I was, but it actually dates back to 2006. So take your mind back to 2006 when MySpace was still a thing mm. never I, had a, I never had a myspace by the way really yeah i don't think i did oh that's bizarre but i okay so i had a myspace and one day i was on there and i don't know if it was they were suggesting people to follow you know how it's it'll say like oh you might know this person i don't know how it came up but i came across a profile that had my photos on it like the profile photo was this photo I had taken for this, I don't know, thing that I had to do like my senior year of high school, whatever. And it's my photo, but it said Carrie was the name. 
and it said location was somewhere Indiana. I thought that's weird. Like someone stole my photo, (laughs) whatever. I didn't think really anything of it. I reported it. It got removed. I moved on. Flash to three years later, 2009, my sister, I'm working, I work and like managing a program for amp energy drink. And so I'm out in the streets with my amp energy Ford flex, bringing the people energy. And my sister, I don't know if she wrote me or called me and was like, Oh my gosh, court. I just got this message from this woman on Facebook now. So we've now turned the page. Everyone has Facebook. And she said, this woman is saying, I wish I remembered the names, but she said, basically, please tell me, because my sister's name is Kristen. She said, please tell me your name is actually, let's just for the sake of this, call my sister Kelly. Please, God, tell me your name is Kelly and you have a sister named Carrie. And she responds, obviously, and says, no, I'm Kristen and my sister is Courtney. And this girl just goes into a full panic, just a million messages, craziness saying, no, I've been in a relationship with your sister, Carrie, for two years now. And you're, you're Kelly. And I've seen photos of you in her photos tagged. And I play video games every night with Carrie and I send her presents on her birthday. When we're gaming, I send her dominoes. I like, she's helped me through everything in my life for the last two years. You need to tell me that your name is actually Kelly and you have to tell me that your sister is Carrie. (laughs) And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And I remembered that, that profile from 2006 and it's kind of making sense because she says, oh, I've been in a relationship for over Car- two years with Carrie. with Carrie. Yeah. So this is just crazy. And my sister is like super on the internet and she starts kind of like digging around and finding that there is a presence online of this girl, Carrie Cowley. I think it was Carrie. Yeah. Carrie Cowley was the name. And she finds this profile of on Facebook and it's Carrie Cowley and there's photos. Like I had won, I never told my Wheel of Fortune story, but I'd won a trip to Mexico on Wheel of Fortune. And there were an album on my Facebook of my photos in Mexico with my friend Lindsay, but she was named, I don't know, Kara in the photos. Mm-hmm. And there was, and then if you clicked the tag, there was a profile for fake Lindsay. So it was this whole web, which that actually happened in this documentary too. And that's why he was like, wait, there's tagged photos. There's this whole web of people. This is too big for it to be fake. And so even when he had that doubt, they were like, no, it's, it's fine. Do you think your catfisher (laughs) was the same as Manti Teo's catfisher? (laughs) And he just had this whole process. No, I actually discovered my catfisher. So going through this whole thing and my sister posts on Twitter, I want to say, and tags this, I don't know if it was like a gaming forum, like kind of like a Reddit for gaming online thing. And just says like, we have a story, you know, this person is fake and we think this person's like a gamer in your community. And then it just went 
crazy. It was trending. Everyone was like, there's no way I just gamed with Carrie last night. She's amazing. Like she's one of the like top female gamers on the circuit. And I was just chatting with her. I just sent her a pre like, I mean, this girl was getting so many presents in my name. Well, not my name, <laughs> not but my name, fake name. Your face. <laughs> and I'm just, it was wild. Cause I'm working and I'm just wanting to go home and hand and search all this stuff and handle yeah. all this. Cause this is the stuff that like really gets my juices flowing. I love a good investigation. I love all of this. I was built for this sadly, but I was at work for hours. So my sister was kind of handling this yeah. from home. And then I get this message on Twitter that says, can we call you? We're doing a live podcast right now about Cowley gate. So it was like, became like the water gate of the yeah. gaming world. And I said, sure. And they said, well, well, first, can you take a photo of yourself and hold it up? which happened yeah, in which the, happened yeah. In I was the, honestly, I think like part of this was I like, I think this guy was your, no, this is the frame. This is the, this is the framework for it. So honestly, I, I hold up the thing. I write the date on it and I write my name and I hold it up. I send it in and they say, okay, we're going to call you in a few minutes. So while I'm working, I'm call, I call into this podcast and I just kind of tell so far what I had known. Cause I didn't really so know this is anything. The first podcast of your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've lied mm -hmm. to Ross Stripling. I'm sorry. I was actually on a podcast prior. <laughs> Take uh, a trip. And it just, they said, well, we're going to open up this hashtag of Cowleygate on Twitter and people are going to, and I actually searched it and there's not a whole lot on there still because I think tweets changed. A lot of people did links in tweets that are now broken, but uh, there's still a few on here. It's not as like wild, but, uh, and I tried to find the episode. It was called All Games and it was episode 591 that I jumped on and it's, it, you can't find it anymore. So it must be archived or something, but it was wild. So I go on the page, I find the page and I, everyone's reporting it. I feel really, really terrible for this girl because this was, it was similar to the documentary. Like this was who she thought was her person and her partner and really, really heartbreaking. And I don't know how she came across my sister. I wonder if she had doubts and then just started searching. And it's strange that they made the catfish in Indiana because obviously yeah. from Indiana and all of that. But so I, the profile doesn't come down for, for a minute. Like it's still up, even though everyone was like reporting it as fraud. And so I actually message, I think I still have this message on Facebook and I send a message and I just say, I know what you're doing. You've messed up a lot of people's lives. You've hurt a lot of people. Uh, I've notified basically the authorities and they are on their way to like basically seize your computer and everything. And you like, basically I was lying, but so <laughs> I you, just said, <laughs> you were making it up. I just, the person who I catfish the catfisher. I said like, really, I said the feds are on their way and yeah. you're screwed basically. Like you've messed up. We know what you're doing. And I get a message back, a very long message. I want to find this. I wish I could. I bet I could if I deep dive and then I'll post it, but basically get this whole confession back. Just saying like, I'm so sorry. I'm actually a guy mm -hmm. and I love gaming. I've been a gamer my entire life and I'm just not very good at it. And I, same kind of thing. Like I was bullied. I didn't, I don't know. I had all these personal insecurity issues, et cetera, et cetera. And 
I decided to become you. And he basically said, when I became a hot blonde gamer that was mediocre, I was actually one of the best female gamers out there, which I find that hard to believe because I feel like there's some really good female gamers out there. But I guess he just became, I guess he just became this other person and it allowed him to form all these relationships, be big in like the social community of gaming, get a lot of free dominoes late (laughs) at night when playing. He said, I've I've wiped, he said, I've so much, like a number of people that said I sent this guy pizzas is unbelievable. He should have a sponsorship with Domino's. But basically he said, I've wiped everything. Uh, I'm, I've confessed to my family what I've been doing and I'm so deeply sorry. I have, I will deactivate the profile. (laughs) It's like this message will self-destruct in five seconds and you will never hear from this again. And then it was within whatever moments the profile picture was gone everything was wiped and that was and carrie cowley died in that moment yeah so you might be the og i know i'm not like you weren't a part of the cat like you were the identity that was used in the catfish yeah yeah i wasn't the i mean i was the victim but well yeah your identity was being used to fraudulently like benefit in a world where this guy shouldn't have been benefiting yeah no totally i'm trying to find this on here and i can't <laughs> i know i can't because i have messages on here from like 15 years ago oh yeah Can I check um them out? yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking but it's you just have to think like the difference of the internet back then it wasn't like i mean 2006 when this first happened yeah this was not really a thing that people really knew about. So I think when it first happened, I just thought, oh, it's just someone like being goofy or someone I know or something. Cause I had had like a, like a live journal or what was that? Like those kind of things. And you'd get like fake anonymous comments from people in school that were like being bullies and different things. So I just kind of like chalked it up as like, oh, it's just some hater, like using my photos, doing whatever. I never thought that it would amount to this i still can like see the photo in my head that they use it's very funny i need to pluck that out and post that (laughs) it's just so wild and so i don't know i'm curious other people listening if they had any sort of catfish story that they can i don't know (laughs) they can share with us (laughs) i'm just curious if like this i don't know what are your thoughts it's just wild it's wild that like this whole big thing gets blown out on Manti Teo because he's an athlete and a football player, but like it happens to, you know, regular people too. So I just think think you go on, you watch Catfish. I haven't watched it in a while, but the few episodes that I did watch, you almost just have that thing of how do they not know? And some of them are so many flags, but there's some of them are so out there and you're just, they, they say, Oh, we're, we're going to schedule a meetup for you to meet them. And you're like, they're so, it's so sad, Mm -hmm. but I think they prey on a vulnerable person that wants to believe that someone like that exists and is giving them that time. And I don't know. I wonder if this guy thinks about it. (laughs) Like, do you think he still remembers this moment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. No doubt. Uh, there was a 
most popular this person has probably ever been in their life, right? Yeah. He was the number one female gamer. I mean, I don't know about number one. I don't know if we're, like, taking on the circuit. I think just, like, a popularity of being on the social aspect of it and then... Like, how popular were, like, discords and stuff like that back in 2006, right? Yeah. Like... I mean, there's a chance that he was one of the most popular. I just don't know what the gauge was back then. Like now it would be like, oh, you'd be on TikTok and doing what's the like Twitch and all of that. Like that wouldn't have been an option though. Like now it's everyone that games is showing your face, you know, like you have the live stream gaming. So the world's just different now. Yeah. But I don't know. I wanted to share my story. No, it's a good story. I think if I've shared it before, I didn't really share i think you've mentioned it but i don't think you've ever like told the story in that detail not even to me like in that like detail yeah you've told me about it and we've talked about it several times but that was like fully open book right there yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna find this message i'm determined all right and share it but i don't know let me know if you've been were you like what were your emotions were you upset? Were you like... I don't know. Were you like... I think I was just sad because it didn't really change my life at all. Like, I don't like that I was the vehicle that they used to do this damage, obviously, but I think it didn't really matter that it was my stuff. There were a lot of photos, which is the one thing where I'm like, kind of like confused dog head, head tilt, that I didn't post that I don't know... Where they got the photos Yeah, because you know how you get... I don't know, you, like you would take photos on a digital camera back then. We're still doing film in like 2006. But there were some albums that I had maybe on like a private like photo bucket account or something from the trip. And they weren't, nothing was bad. It's just I didn't post all of them. And yeah. then there were some on there that I just don't remember posting. Mm-hmm. But maybe Lindsay had posted them or something or someone else had posted them. That was yeah. the one where I was like, it felt, it does, it like, I don't know. I just think I was so removed from it because I wasn't the one. If I would have been the person on the other side, it would have obviously been really tough. But I think I was just sad that it happened. But yeah. I, it would, I think if this happened now, 13 years later, this would have been way different. Was there any form of like flattered? feeling because out of all the people on the internet who chose you gamer (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it's i don't know know. it's a weird question i don't know it's just weird that it took so long for someone i mean not that i was like out there on the internet or posting a ton but just both having like indiana connections and friends that went to iu and purdue and were still in college and not like just not no one spotted like an invasion right like you feel yeah just as weird i don't know but now I, I don't know. I think I can boast as one of the original Catfish. Because Catfish the show came out in 2012. I know. After. And this was three years later. Yep. Catfish came out, I want to say, like a month after the Manti Teo stuff came out. So I think they probably owe him some of the What's the new that. show that we were just watching? The frogging one or some, something like that? Oh, like flogging? Flogging. Is it flogging? Is it no. when they like sleep in your house or something? Yeah. That's it's a um, crazy one too. What is it called? I thought it was frogging. It's people that frog, right? Is it frogging? That feels weird. Oh yeah. I thought it was frogging. Uh, yeah, but it's P H R O G G I N G. Just like people, fishing is P H. Yeah. So it's 
literally people that live in your house, but you don't, you live you there as well, but you don't know house. that they're living in That's your home. That's creepy as shit. Which is why I check under every surface when yeah. I come home, <laughs> just to know. I mean, we have the craziest security system and I am literally still on there making sure that there was not yeah. a window touched or a door touched or any sort of thing. And I'm looking in closets and under the bed and everything. If someone, that actually happened to someone I know. They were not really, it was like small scale, short term, but they'd went on like this several week vacation in Europe, came back home to their house in West Hollywood. They laid down for a nap and they showered. They were getting ready to go to a birthday or something and their dresses were in the guest room closet and she's in her towels. She goes into the guest room and opens up the door to get a dress and there's a man sleeping in her guest bed with a backpack next to the bed that they later found out had a knife in it. Mm-hmm. And he had just popped open the window when he was on vacation mm-hmm. and just wanted a few days of rest. That is which wild. I can't even like while she was showering, this man was just in her home. Yeah. And he said, I wasn't threatening. I just saw a window that I could open. I just wanted to Take have a rest. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Catch like a someone in our neighborhood there, someone broke in their bathroom that was being remodeled and just took a shower and yeah. just had all their stuff everywhere. But frogging, this is like for weeks and months yeah. and they discover things in walls or in crawl spaces or something and they yeah. have a full bedroom setup, and they're just existing in your house. There's one, the guy had a, a cat with him. Yeah. A cat. And then the they house. couldn't, they got the guy out and he get arrested. He was arrested and then they couldn't get the cat. Yeah. And the cat was just frogging it up in there and it was a mean <laughs> cat. It scratched everybody. Yeah. And he just didn't yeah. want to leave. I don't know what channel it's on, but <laughs> I think go it's watch on Lifetime. It's kind, of, it's, it's, it's kind of creepy. It's giving if you're into creepy, if you're into creepy shit, that's a good one. I know, but I can't watch it when I'm home alone. No, I used to be old too. Now I'm a freak. Well, we have really went to a lot of places today, <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for <clears throat> today's episode. You have one more thing. I just want to say that it came out today that we're being recognized again for the Clemente nominee and how amazing that is and obviously want to thank you because my name goes on this me or the listeners you court and the listeners and all the supporters of the foundation because um everyone shows up you put in all the work and for whatever reason my name gets most of the recognition but well you um, are the professional athlete (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) i don't think i'm eligible it's it's not about just one person um but it's very, very humbling and such an honor to represent Roberto Clemente and just knowing how philanthropic he was. And I have such a hard time with that word. Thropic. Thropic. Philanthropic. Or or tropic. Philanthropic. Tropic. Yeah. Growing. But just knowing how much <laughs> he gave back and how much he put other people first and and served his community and served puerto rico and all over the world and the whole world yeah um being mentioned with his name in the same sentence is is just special and um i want to recognize you for that because without you. you there's no way i'm in this situation and and you the listeners and the supporters of the foundation thank you for your unwavered support and you know, helping us have an impact on our community. Thank you. I am proud of you. And I know over and over again, you'll say that's not why you do it, but it is nice when you do get some recognition because it, it tells us that what we're doing is important and it's, it's making a difference. And 
I know it's that like fine line of sharing what we do and not wanting to come off as, oh, look at what we do, but just focusing on the platform that we have and the ability to inspire people to do good things in the community and the people that will say, oh, I decided to pursue this or I decided that I want to work for a nonprofit or, oh, hey, I went and donated blood at CHLA today and making a difference. So I, I appreciate the recognition for the sole fact that it lets us know that, you know, we're making a difference and we're doing the right thing. And the baseball stuff is cool, but I do think at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, it's going to be the moments of baseball and the foundation and, you know, kids that you've had out on the field or, um, just recognizing veterans when you had the whole suite of the veterans from the dream center come out for your bobblehead night. Those are the cool moments when you're able to combine those two things and really make a difference. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, you hit it on the head. I've always had a hard time with, you know, talking about the stuff that we do and not wanting to be like misconceived as like, Oh, we're doing boasting it for, what we boasting do. Oh, or, look at or, us. Yeah, we're so like great. Patting yeah. ourselves on the back. But at the same time, you know, I've learned over the years that, you know, you have to share this stuff to kind of raise the awareness and, what this Clemente nomination does is, you know, increases our reach and expands, you know, what our foundation does here in Los Angeles all over the country to people who maybe have never heard of us. And maybe we'll be able to, you know, jump on board and, and help support, you know, veterans or kids or whatever they have interest in, you know, getting involved. Because that's one of the biggest things I hear from donors is like, we want to do more, we want to do better, but we don't have the platform or we don't have the vehicle, you know, to get involved. So that's why we love, you know, working with your foundation. That's how we make an impact. And, and hopefully we can continue to be that for people um, who want to make a difference. Yeah. And I think I won't acknowledge this little troll on social media today that was like, oh, you always post about what you do. But it was also be really strange if we were fundraising and sponsors were giving money to the cause. And then it was just a complete blackout and we didn't show anything that we did and it was yeah. just a mystery behind the curtain and so and also just giving attention to people in various situations and shining a light on them and and like you said allowing that reach to get to more and more people so congratulations your fifth, fifth. nomination so fingers and toes crossed everything's crossed yes <laughs> all right well that's going to do it for today's episode a friendly reminder to rate and review the podcast if you're listening on apple and spotify spotify you can give a star review and then apple podcasts you can give a star review and write a little blip about what you love about the podcast and we appreciate all of that that's going to do it for today's episode justin has to go because he has nine episodes to catch up on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening as always and we'll talk to you next week see ya bye